Hey gorgeous, this is episode number 178 and we have the amazing Jill Stanton back on the show today. Hey, this is Jill Stanton and you're listening to Heart Cells Podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy. Well, I'm super pumped to have Jill back today and we are talking about taking small steps for momentum. Everything Jill has learned, we are going to dive in a little bit deeper and continuing the wonderful conversation we already had in the last episode where we talked about not selling but suggesting or inviting as I like to call it. So I'm super, super pumped to bring more of Jill to you. Jill is the co-founder of Screw the 9 to 5 together with her husband, Josh. She is also a new mom, has an inappropriate love for trashy TV and isn't afraid of a tall glass of gin. And that gives her the power together with all the other amazing stuff that is within her to help transform unsatisfied employees into dangerously successful entrepreneurs so they can work wherever they want and from wherever they want. Well, I am so super excited to have you back, Jill. Welcome. Yeah, I'm so yeah. excited. Round two. Round two, Round two, yes. I'm and I loved our conversation, especially with, you know, making these little promises to yourself. Mm -hmm. Just don't, don't come up with something like, I'm going to be the first year in business and I'm going to hit the million dollar mark. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I make myself, you know, I make that promise. And then chances are not that big to actually achieve that goal. Uh, well, yeah. Big. And you just... The minute you set that crazy goal, like I'm all for dreaming big. Yeah. I'm all for that. I believe that you need to know what you want and why you want it, but you have to release the how around how it happens or when it happens. So you can set a million dollar goal for yourself for sure, but I would never set a timeline for that because what happens if it could happen sooner? Or what happens if it needs to happen later because of certain circumstances coming into your life to veer you in the right direction? Like there's so many incalculable amount of ways that things could go your way. I just yeah. find that when you set these limitations or you set these huge lofty goals and then get in your head around how it's going to happen, you set yourself up to fail. Yeah. Totally. Not fail, but just get in your head and not enjoy the process of it. Yeah. Yeah, and you, you make it difficult, like because you, you make it hard, you make it heavy, yeah. you, you make you know, it mean you're... something. Yeah. Like... I think that's the biggest thing. You make it mean yeah. something about you if you haven't hit it in your finite time limit. But nothing has any meaning other than the meaning you give it. And so you could choose an empowering meaning around that. Like, oh, it didn't happen within the year because, you know, I'm obviously on track for something bigger or whatever it could mean. I just think that that's where a lot of, especially up and coming entrepreneurs tend to trip themselves up as they, they need to prove something. And so they attach all these meanings and interpretations to how their first year, their second year looks and um, what that, what that means about their ability to, to be an entrepreneur. And I just think it, it causes you to self-sabotage. Yeah, especially when they then go out and realize that selling for themselves is a total different ballgame. Yeah. <laughs> selling for someone else. Right? Truth. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned that in the in our first episode that your first launch just was a zero. 
So what's uh, mine? Big fat zero. <laughs> not even not even a zero. We invested five thousand dollars into creating an online course. Why did we think it cost five thousand dollars? I don't know, but for some reason we were like, "Yep, that sounds like a decent spend of money to create an online program." Five thousand dollars. So we were actually in the red. Five thousand dollars. So Ooh, okay, yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, that's really brutal. But you have well, well recovered. <laughs> yes, yes, thankfully. I mean, I'm tenacious, so I was never going to sit there and wallow for too long. I yeah. think I ugly crap for like a day straight, truthfully. And I definitely went and got day drunk as well because we were living in Thailand. So the options were there. And then I picked myself up and got back to it. Awesome. Yeah, I like that. Have a strategy for that as well um, to pick yourself up and go back to what needs to get done, right? Yeah until you get it. I also so, love having zero expectations lately. Like oh. I just like leaning into things and being like, let's have some fun with this versus I need to make $50,000 or it means I am not good at this. You know what I mean? Like I love going in. Some of my most fun and profitable promotions have had zero expectations behind them. Just being like, let's rock some worlds. Let's have some fun and let's make some money. One of my favorite sayings is from David Seitman Garland. And he used to say to us, worst case scenario, we make a lot of money. I was like, I like that. That's my kind like of vibe. That. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to adopt that right away. Please do. It's so good. We say it all the time now. Worst comes to worst, we make a lot of money. Yeah. And if it gets better, then you have a lot of fun. You have a lot exactly. of amazing relationships and so on and so forth. Exactly. <laughs> This is so cool. So do you remember the very, very first thing that you ever sold in your life? Oh, yeah. Like when I was well sold, I was a terrible salesperson when I was seven. Um, and I wanted to run a backyard carnival at my house. And my parents were such champions. My dad was the clown and my mom made all the treats for me to sell. And like they, you know, those balloon games at fairs where you throw darts. So we even did that, but my parents wouldn't let us have darts. So it was just like such, it was so ridiculous, but no one would come to my fair. So I went and took my parents' money and gave it out for people to come to my fair and, or my carnival. And so I essentially paid for people to come <laughs> to my carnival and give me my own money back or my parents' money back. Um, so yeah, I was not good at it whatsoever. <laughs> and really just kind of just like felt my way through it really. Like I, I started bartending when I was 20 and that's really good with sales because you learn the art of small talk, mm -hmm. which can be so useful in sales. I still use it now. Like I'm a really good conversationalist. I can, I can people my ass off at any point in time. Um, so I think that really helped me build the sales muscle and then just being kinder to myself, realizing that I don't know. I've never trained in sales. I don't, I didn't know how to sell. And so realizing that anytime you start something where you're new at it, you're probably going to suck at it. <laughs> so realizing that it's just like a muscle. It's like how you learned how to pour a glass of water. It's not like you miss the cup and think, oh my God, I'm never going to learn how to pour a glass of water. You know what I mean? It's just, you figure it out. You do it again and you aim better. Um, yeah. And just, allowing yourself the grace to get better at it the more you practice.
Yeah, awesome. And I love how you how creative you were. I mean, what an idea <laughs> to take your parents' money and invite people so they could spend it. <laughs> oh, and, man. Uh, and, and come. I mean, wow, what a cool story. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if they knew that. I think I just went into my dad's change tin and like grabbed all of it, but it worked. I got people there. My parents thought I was so good at it. And then I was like, yeah, totally. Here's your money back. <laughs> <laughs> how fun, how fun. Great story. Love it. Yeah. So what from the lifestyle you have now and, you know, I'm, I'm all about freedom, like freedom is one. It's probably the most important value I have mm. traveling when I want, doing what I want to do, when I want to do it, with whom I want to do yeah. it, how often, right? All of that. So what advice could you give people who feel like they're working way too much, too hard, they, they, don't, they don't get anywhere? I kind of have the feeling that by loosening up, by having more fun, by adopting the worst case scenarios, you make a ton of money. Yeah, <laughs> um, 100%. Helps. But well, because you, you shifted from like working really, really hard in your other business to then creating this totally different, amazing mm. lifestyle, what kind of mindset shift people do people need to make and what would make their journey easier? Mm, focusing on revenue generating activities and opportunities. I think so often people get caught up in the busy work and they glorify busy, like, oh, I'm really busy. I'm building my social media. Is your social media leading to sales? If not, like shelve it for now or start showing up in groups or get on other people's podcasts. Like the thing I prioritize is attention and sales. So attention is this, what I'm doing right now, building attention and awareness around our brand. I do that by getting on other people's shows, writing guest posts, writing contributed articles to big platforms, whatever that looks like, um, creating content for my own site. So I, I'm a big believer that attention is money online, but the way you build attention is through content um, and purposeful content, not just like random nonsense content, like what you ate that day for dinner, unless you're a health coach or something, but just prioritizing the revenue generating activities. I love James Wedmore's um, take around this. And he says, prioritize the 5% of activities that actually make money and shelve the other 95 or hire that out. So just know that you as the owner of the business, as the CEO, as the company leader, you are in charge of making money. Like you need to keep, like you said, sales is the lifeblood of a business. So how can you as the visionary, as the leader, as the CEO, generate more sales so that you can hire a team so you can build this up and so you can get your message out there in a bigger, more impactful way. I think that needs to be everyone's biggest focus versus a lot of the vanity stuff we see happening with, oh my God, my likes on this or my shares or you know whatever, this many followers. That's great, but you can also game it. You know what I mean? And what, what you can't game is sales. <laughs> You can't game people trusting you enough to make an investment with you. And yeah. that, I believe, is a true barometer for how your business is doing at any given point. Yeah, I totally agree. So what, what practical steps could that be? So as a CEO, do I need to sit down in the morning and then do those activities first? 
I think you need to identify what is your most productive time. Mine is the morning. Um, and now that we have our son in daycare, I've taken back all my mornings. Like they are for <laughs> me. Even like we've even structured our week differently now. Like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is CEO time. Like outside of this um, interview right now, because we scheduled it way long ago before I made this change to my schedule. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays are just for Josh and I to work on revenue generating opportunities or things like content, creating our content batches, um, whatever that is, or mapping out our next launch or mapping out our next offer or whatever that is. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is just for us to have CEO time. And then Thursday and Friday, I work on other people's schedules. But just being diligent with your time and your energy so that you do have, again, the energy to pour into figuring out how can I make more money? How can I increase my revenue? How can I get more attention and awareness to this brand so that people get to know me more, they get to like me, they get to trust me. And when I do make an offer, it's a no brainer for those people. Yeah, I love it, love it. And also you 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 train that muscle, right? If mm -hmm. you start with it, it might feel heavy because obviously if sales doesn't feel amazing yet, um, which it totally can be like a fun game, then you know, you might get scared a little bit. But once you start practicing and you do it over and over again and you really take your time, you will see and notice the difference mm -hmm. in a few short days maybe even or weeks that people actually buy from you because you did make an offer you did not forget about it yes i think yeah. it's so easy especially if sales scares you it's so easy to keep putting that off yeah. but then all you do is get frustrated for as to why you're not making money right normally it's totally. because you're not prioritizing it yeah. normally it's because you're not doing the work it takes to dial in the message dial in the offer identify who it's actually for. Like who is the dream person for this and where can I find more of those people? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely agree. So um, you already mentioned uh, a, a couple names. Is there any book you would recommend that really made a huge difference in, mm. in your life? Is it about sales specifically or just a book in general? Well, if it's a book like that's standing out that no sales books come to mind. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely yeah. have a book that is my life. It was a life shifter for me. I'm on my fifth read of it this year. It's my, it's my Bible. Um, it's called A Happy Pocket Full of Money. And it is my absolute favorite life read. I'll read it for the rest of my life. Um, yeah. I just think it makes you think about opportunity and the control you actually have over your life in such a new way. And it opens you up to making even more money and feeling really great about it. I think yeah. a lot of people have, like, it might not even be a fear of sales for people. It might be negative connotations around money or things they learned about money growing up, i.e. money doesn't grow on trees or rich people are greedy or money changes people or rich people are selfish or, you know, money makes you a bad person or there's never enough to go around or money's hard to come by. A lot of these beliefs were ingrained in us in such an early age that we're not even aware of them. And then when we try to put ourselves out there in a sales capacity, we end up subconsciously somehow sabotaging ourselves when really it has nothing to do with our sales game and everything to do with our money beliefs and the stuff we're putting out there subconsciously without even realizing it. 
I think yeah. if you, that's why I absolutely love that book because it, every time I read it, I'm like, oh my God, I totally do that. Um, or, oh my God, I've totally thought that. It just shines a light on all of these disempowering, non-supportive beliefs that we tend to just take through life and it shines a light on them so that they become glaringly obvious and easier for you to, again, cancel and upgrade. Yeah, love it. And um, the book is right behind me in my bookshelf. Oh, no <laughs> <So>. way. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. It's uh, my it's, favorite. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's so that I can take it out like easily. It's not, you know, like in, in line with all the other books. It's yeah. just on top. So smart. I can, That's I can a smart move. Yeah. I have it on my phone as well, just in case I'm ever like on a, I was going to say on a bus, but I'm never on a bus. I hate taking the bus. But like if I'm sitting in an appointment waiting for something yeah, or, you know, whatever it is, um, waiting for my hubby or waiting for Kai to finish daycare, whatever it is, I just always go to that book because it always makes you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. It's an, it's an amazing book. I'm going to put a link in the show notes as well so people can, can grab that. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And do you have um, maybe a mantra or a, a, a mm. personal quote? I sure you, do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my go-to mantra, I literally say it to myself every single day. The minute I'm awake enough to realize I'm awake, I try to be conscious enough to say this. And I say, I'm the type of chick who gets everything I want. Ooh. I just say it all like over and over again until I started that last man, I started that like the summer of 2018. Like I've been saying that to myself for a long freaking time. Now I just believe it. Like things come into my life and I'm just like, oh, that happens because I'm the type of chick who gets everything she wants. <laughs> I just sure. backed it up with like perfect example. I wanted to get Kai, my son, into daycare and we were surviving with nannies, like of this mismatch of three different childcare providers. And it was just the logistics of it were ridiculous and it was so expensive as well. <laughs> and I said to Josh, wouldn't it be great if we could just get him into daycare? I'm just going to see. I'm just going to see if we could get him into daycare because everyone tells you it takes like six to 12 months, put him on the wait list. Two days later, my top choice was like, oh, we have a spot opening next month. And I was like, see, it's because I'm the type of chick who gets everything she wants. Or another example is we were identifying new roles we want to hire in our business. And one is, I mean, our revenue model right now is affiliate marketing. And so we wanted to bring someone on who's a content creator who will create product reviews, but in a partnership capacity in that they get a cut of our profit from the reviews they write, from the commissions they generate from their content. And so I just put it out there. You know what? I feel like we'll find a really great content creator and we won't even have to worry about it. Four days later, one of our old members, um, who was a blogger, contact, contacted us asking if we knew anyone hiring for content roles. And I was like, well, <laughs> this is obviously meant to be because I'm the type of chick who gets everything she wants. And now she's on her team. And it's, I mean, I just, I believe it's so hard that it keeps proving itself to me. And I believe that that's the ticket with mantras is to stick, like figure out or pick one that really embodies how you want to feel or who you want to be and then say it to yourself all the damn time until you believe it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So that's interesting because for that, you need to figure out what the chick wants, right? 
yeah, so that might be for some people also a challenge that they don't really know what they want. They know it, you know, they don't want it any worse. <laughs> but, that's that's um, a great point. I think so, a lot of people shy away from admitting what they want because they think yeah. to themselves, well, how would I ever get that? But again, you don't have to know how. You just need to know what and why. What do I want and why do I want it? Why do you think the why is so important? The why Because do I, I think it? that goals without a why are frivolous. Because it doesn't give, I mean, I'm God, the universe, source, whatever you want to say, right? It doesn't give any purpose behind why you want or what you want. It's just like a frivolous goal. Like, I want to make a billion dollars. <laughs> but why? You know, like the why is the fuel. The why is the emotional um, gasoline for bringing it into your life. I believe at least. I, I believe that you need to understand why behind, understand the why behind your what's and release the when and the how and shit will flow into your life so quickly. You'll be amazed. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. And I, I totally agree. Like whenever you hold on or you make it too tight or you have yes. like by December 21st, I want to have blah, blah, blah. Um, exactly. It's, it has not worked for me. So I don't, well, I don't really and then know. the minute December 1st rolls around, you're like, Oh my God, I only have 20 days to make it happen. December 2nd. Oh my God, I only have 19 days to make it happen. And then all you're doing is focusing on the fact that it's not happening. Yes. That's why I don't love assigning the when to it or the how. Because if you try to control how it's all going to happen, all you're going to do is focus on the fact that it's not happening. And that's just going to perpetuate the fact that it's not happening. Yeah, totally agree. So, yeah. so the great advice you can give is relax, <laughs> know yeah. what, you, what you truly want and why. And, you know, admit it at least to yourself. You don't, you know, if you have something you don't want to share with the world yet, it's not necessary but believing yeah. that you are the chick who could have it helps. Yeah. And I just keep goalless, dreamless in my notes app. Yeah. Like I don't even think anyone really knows all the dreams and goals I have. Cause I have a lot of them. <laughs> and as if you've read happy pocket full of money, he says in that book, like have thousands of goals yes. because it gives the universe a litany of stuff to work off of. Whereas if you have one goal and it's to be a millionaire, it's going to be like, I got nothing yeah. to go on that because that's really vague. Yeah, 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 totally. Awesome. So do you want to share some pardoning advice of guidance uh, before mm. we finish this wonderful episode? I think the best thing anyone could do in a business that is online, in, in a business in general, the best thing you could do for yourself to make even more sales is focus on the brand awareness and the attention piece, the traffic, the, the audience. And I think if you prioritize that above all and really give it your all, show up and serve, like give away 90% of your best stuff for free and give people a really great experience with you in a free capacity, it makes everything so much easier. The more attention you have, the easier everything gets, yeah. right? The more money you make, the more opportunities come in, the better relationships you form. Like everything stems off the back of that attention and that audience. And so if you can prioritize that and start, stop worrying about like the monetary side of things, because I promise you, if you build an audience that really believes in you and your message, the sales side of it is going to be a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. 
Totally, totally. So let's send people to your amazing podcast and to your yeah. website. <laughs> yeah, please. Screw the nine to five.com, all spelt out, no numbers, and the screwshow.com is where you can find our podcast. Yeah, love it. Thank you so, so much for sharing all this amazing knowledge and um, yeah, those golden nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> and I really hope that people took a lot of notes and that they take some action. Yeah. Um, because then they are also the chicks who can get what they want. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you so much Thank for you. having me. <laughs> Bye. Well, again, what another great episode. And I just love Screw the 9 to 5. And it's, you know, it so resonates with me. And I'm quite sure when you are tuning into it, that might very well resonate with you as well. It doesn't matter if you're still an employee and you are happy where you are. It's all about finding your own path. And for some people, being an employee is just fun. And I totally honor that. There's nothing wrong with it. But for those who are unsatisfied, it is time to make a change. It is time to take your destiny into your own hands and to find something to give people value and to become that dangerously successful entrepreneur. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com for the show notes and the transcripts of Jill. And also, once you're over there, I'm inviting you to join the Heart-Centered Lead Generation Summit. This is about finding your next client. This is to help you fill your pipeline with amazing clients so you never have to worry again where your next client is going to come from. And you will find that once you're over at christineschlonsky.com. It's 40 amazing, super successful, world-class entrepreneurs sharing their wisdom with you. And you will learn a ton of actionable stuff that is right for you to implement. Thank you so much for being here. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And bye for now. Bye.